Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. I've missed you. I always, always, always miss you. And there are so many things I want to cover in today's episode, but I'm... I don't know how else to start off this episode other than, as many of us know, there are so many crazy, horrific things going on in the world right now. And I, if you've been following me on Instagram, I've been sharing resources, whether it's petitions you can sign to have support a ceasefire or where you could donate funds for the cause of children, ecosasi. But I don't want to like sit here and talk in the mic, acting like I'm the biggest expert in the world with what's going on. Honestly, I'm still taking it day by day. I've been researching and reading as much as I can about the history between Palestine with Israel, how the U.S. is involved, and. It's emotionally draining trying to learn the history of this 75-year war period with all the different social media videos. I mean, seeing children crying and just in pain, dying, a genocide. And tampoco no te quiero mentir, one of the things that other than trying to really educate myself on this topic that was holding me back is the first week all of this was happening. I was, again, trying to read up todo. And then when I would share on my stories, it felt like I was getting attacked from both sides. Like, you don't care about the Jews or Palestine. Like, it was just so much and I had never gotten such hurting messages before and I get it it's just everyone wants to have some type of outlet and there were even people in my everyday circle not my actual immediate family but my everyday circle that were criticizing me and trying to change my mind I will tell you this I'm free Palestine 100%. And it was just very hard because if, as I was hearing all of this, I'm trying to research, I'm trying to do this. And it's just, at the end of the day, it's like no one deserves to have their life taken away like that at all. And I just, I want to hold space and to honor who deserves and needs to be honored. And the other thing too is like, I'm very, very big on, I don't know how else to say this, but it's really hard to change somebody's mind who is in the opposite thought process as you when we're angry and flustered, because I get it. I've had my moments where I was angry and crying behind the scenes as I'm reading and learning all of this. And then especially when I was in communication with the P5 
people that were telling me, like, were pretty much on the opposing side, which is just like, what? What? It's just peleando isn't going to change anybody's mind. So I just, all I can say is continue to support, email those petitions. I've been sharing a lot on, so you can call your Congress, your representatives to call a ceasefire, but that means you can also send an email. I've sent emails. I've also called twice. And I'm continuing to share those donation links as often as I can. And then, of course, I'm just going to say right now, I haven't bought Starbucks since, well, if you've been on socials, you know. And I want us to be in a place where it's just like, we're here to change the systems. We are here to change the systems. And whatever that is, as long as you are actively doing something every day to help change that system, whether it's you don't go to Starbucks and you go to Phil's Coffee, you go to Tierra Mia, you're good, you're chilling. Whether you stop purchasing certain fast food like Burger King and go to In-N-Out, you do that. Besides, In-N-Out is delicious. And I do not want to be spitting out false information either because that's the thing too is just social media is sharing so much information right now with everything that's going on. So it's easy to also get lost in translation where you're not too sure which brands are supporting Palestinians and which which brands are like pretty much supporting um, genocide. That just sounds so ugly. That sounds so ugly. And I'm not going to lie, it's moments like this in history, in time, that I I love having a podcast because I just, I, I don't know how else I could just freely express myself like this and we feel connected, we feel empowered. And it's just, I just want you to know that we're doing this together this change keep keep doing what you can to support and if you can march oh sorry my phone's going off let me put on do not disturb and if you could go out and march i highly highly support it i haven't yet but i am not opposed to it at all and as many of you know i am huge on sharing links on my socials so i will be sharing links to sign petitions to email congress tola cosa now let's go ahead and transition into some lighter topics ahora mi gente ah okay so in case you weren't aware it is my favorite time of year it is national First Generation College Celebration Week. Oh my gosh. And it is highly encouraged that colleges and universities honor and celebrate first-gen students, alumni, faculty, staff the week of November 8th. Now you're probably thinking, November 8th? Why November 8th? Well, November 8th was actually... November 8th, 1965, was the day that the Higher Education Act was signed. And that act is meant to support first-gen, limited-income, 
as well as underrepresented students. And the way they support is by, one, making vital investments to colleges by having programs such as Upward Bound, McNair Scholars be funded to support students. And there, there's so much other things too. And I'll share it, share it. It oh my gosh, I can't talk, but I will share the links down below. If you'd like to see like a visual graphic of all of this fun stuff, I do have a post it on my Instagram, my TikTok. If you aren't following me on socials yet, I highly invite you, encourage you to do so because ah, y'all just know I love staying connected with all of you as much as possible. And this is the third year that I'm publicly celebrating on social media first gen week with all of you. And 2020, believe it or not, when I started my podcast, I I'm gonna be honest, I don't think I celebrated it 2020 during the pandemic, porque I just, well, first of all, we were in a pandemic. And second of all, I just it was also around the same time I was barely discovering what first generation meant. The fact that I'm a first generation student. So it was a lot to navigate, but I was definitely more prepared, more educated <laughs> to share and talk about First Gen Week because I had gone out of my way to research, okay, so what else is there behind First Generation? You know, being the first in your immediate family to attend and or graduate college. So after doing digging, that's when I found there's a national week for us. And it was so crazy too, because 2021 was the first time I ever had a keynote speaking engagement for first gen week at Cal State Channel Islands. It was virtual, but it doesn't matter. It was just, I'm never going to forget that experience in my life. And then, well, we're here and we celebrate yearly. And I just really want you to take the time to honor you because your work, the work that you are doing matters because you are representation and your higher education attainment for career advancement is so needed. It's so needed for you. It's needed for the future generations to come of your family, of your bloodline. And ah, you're doing fabulous. It's also crazy too that First Gen Week for a lot of university systems, falls on midterms week, which is why a lot of the times these campuses that do celebrate or host events for First Gen Week, they'll have snacks ready for students. They'll have workshops. I know I was kind of like snooping. Don't make fun of me. And it's also one of my nerdy pleasures. I was just snooping around like uh, the Cal States and other colleges in, you know, my area, maybe even outside of my area. And a lot of them are hosting really cool workshops. There's one for graduate school exploration. There's one for self-care. And there's one where it's titled, Am I First Gen? Like you're basically attending this workshop and they're breaking down what a first generation student is and everything else behind it. And I'm just seeing these types of events being hosted makes me very happy because, well, one, yes, we're learning information, but we're, we're also coming together in community. And coming together in community also allows for 
authentic conversations to be built. And through those conversations, friendships happen. And through those friendships, connections, and all that stuff. So I invite you to, one, if you're still a student and there's something going on at your campus in regards to First Gen Week, I invite you to attend it, to explore it. If you are an alumni, what I invite you to do is to literally do this for yourself. I want you to just sit down and write down all the accomplishments that you've done up to this point, the big, the small, all of it. And when you do so, I want you to be able to then Start prepping to create your vision board. I know it sounds crazy because we're in November, but it's going to be December soon. And typically vision boards, they, they're they created, I, there's no rule, but typically they are created the end of December, beginning of January. And with First Gen Week being in early November, it gives you time to, you look back at all your accomplishments and you start to think, Okay, what goals do I see for myself coming up? Or what what do I want to do? How do I want to go about in this direction? Do I want to try and advance in my career? Do I want to go back to school and get this degree? Do I want to explore different types of hobbies outside of what I'm already doing? Maybe for the longest time your hobbies were listening to podcasts and going on walks. Well, maybe you want to go ahead and figure out other hobbies for yourself. And those could look like Maybe you want to enroll yourself into a fun class because I know there's pottery classes, there's wine tasting classes, there's book clubs. And yes, these clubs, these hobbies are outside of academia. I may know, you know, I know a thing or two about not always being academic related, but yes, I want you to do that for yourself because then it's going to get you thinking and it's going to get you into a headspace that as you start prepping into the new year, 2024, when you sit down and figure out, okay, this vision, this, this is what I want for myself, but so that I can see it, I can manifest it and feel it. I'm going to put it together in a vision board and then just go from there. I know it sounds like I'm giving you homework, but I just, it's, it's, it's good. It's for growth. It's for reflection. Now, something else I want to really share with all of you. My most recent work trips, as many of us know, it was concerts and, you know, Latina focused. But, oh my gosh, shout out to Mia Mia Myra for making this happen. But I was her plus one, her invite to the International Society of Traumatic Stress Studies. Now, you're probably thinking like, how did that happen? Well, so mi amiga, she is a school, she works in clinical psychology and she is so awesome with her research. I'm not even going to lie. Like when I was listening to her findings and everything just being put together, like my heart felt like it was going in tears, but I also felt so empowered by the representation at the district sites where she's at because her whole research team were people of color. And then the findings they were getting with their research, it was just showcasing that they are doing what they can to meet the needs of their students in their district that need support while navigating 
situations and things around trauma work. Now, in case you didn't know, this was back, I believe, in season two. I actually had Myra on the podcast, and it was when she was working on her dissertation for trauma-informed work, or at least starting it, if I remember correctly, but it was just, I love her. She's just so, so awesome. And it was, I don't know what else to say. It was just, it was really good. It was fun and it was awesome in the sense where it's just like being able to be around individuals that put in so much time and effort and energy into their research to then come together and share it with one another to build conversations to, again, activate change or to even just motivate us or people who are in the helping professions. And that's why if you've ever had an interest in attending a conference and attending any type of event that involves conversations around systematic change, I definitely invite you to attend. Now, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Ever since I started on my author journey, I've been hearing the word systematic change a lot. For the longest time, and you're probably not surprised, the only thing that I knew was in a system was higher education, the higher education system, and how academia wasn't built with people like us in mind, first-gen, underrepresented minority students, faculty, etc. And this sounds so crazy, but it's probably also because I had tunnel vision for so long because all I knew for the longest was academia and then like my culture, but there's just, there's systems, there's systems in the workplace. There's these systematic things that just happen in this country. And just, all I got to say is that don't, and I know I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it again. Just don't be afraid to, to learn something new. Don't be afraid to dive into an area that you never really thought about before, but it later on ended up being exactly what you need to help you grow and see the world in a new perspective or in just a perspective you never thought of. So I just, I'm going to leave it at that for now because your girl is still learning. Y no los quiero like, I just, I don't want to be giving false info, but it's just so crazy. And some of you are probably listening to me, listening to me thinking, Estrella, I already knew that. And like, yeah. But I guess I just didn't know there, that a lot of these things were called the system. You know what I mean? I just thought, oh my gosh, it's messed up. Or it's good. Messed up or good. Like in my brain, the only system that existed was higher ed. It's crazy. Now, okay. This is going to be a little not even a little, like this will be more fun, but oh my gosh, mi gente, my younger sister Desiree, you know the redhead that you see on my videos, my younger sister that helps me, she just got her driver's license last week on her first try. I was so proud of her. We literally went out to celebrate and we got um, cafecito and it wasn't from Starbucks. You know, just throwing that out there. It was from, hold on, let me just pull up the name. But while I'm pulling up the name, oh my gosh, I was so proud of her. Because, okay, you don't understand. 
okay, I'm going to be putting myself on blast, but that's okay because we 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 support each other here. We allow each other to talk about cualquier cosa. Pero I it took me like five times, five times behind the wheel to get my license. I know, I know, I know, but I still ended up doing it. And then fun fact, I've never, I'm knocking on wood. I've never been in an accident. Gracias a Dios. But it's also because like, I'm kind of like a grandma driver. I drive at the speed limit. So if you've ever been behind a car that's like at the speed limit, but they still feel hella slow, maybe it's me and I'm sorry. But yeah. And then um, I won't say how many times my sisters have because my other two sisters have because um, yeah, it's like their story, you know. But with Desiree, she definitely said it was okay that I shared it on the podcast. So, yeah. And then I took her to, I got the name, Basilur, 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 Basilur. Okay, Basilur. There we go. Basilur Tea and Coffee. It's in Buena Park. And it was so good. It had fluffy pancakes and this avocado toast. And the huevito, like there was a huevito like on top of the avocado toast. It literally looked like butter like a big scoop of butter regardless it was so good and I had a Spanish latte that's one thing about me okay whenever I go to a a coffee shop especially if it's local you know small coffee shop and they have Cubano or Spanish lattes I always get it I always always get it because you don't get that kind of coffee at Dunkin and I'm not going to say the other name, okay? Because we're not supporting it. But you know what I'm saying. So when I see those, I just get so happy. You know which place has a really good Spanish latte? The Black Dot. So if you're local to Orange County, but maybe you even have one in your area. It's called the Black Dot. Their Spanish latte is so good. And I just love it because it's strong, but it just it's just what I need. And if you love coffee like me, you know? And ah, I was just so, so happy for her, so excited. Her license should be coming to the house anytime soon. But I don't know why, as I'm getting older, every time my younger sisters accomplish something, like, numero uno, I'm proud of them, okay? And I let them know. But numero dos, I'm not going to lie. Then I start to, like, reflect back. and I'm like, wow, I'm getting older. Wow. I mean, I'm still, I would still consider myself young. I'm 28, but I'm getting older. And I'm like, whoa. And it hit me the other day that this upcoming January, I'm going to be 29. Isn't that crazy? It's like, whoa, where did, where did everything go? I don't know, but we're here. And the only thing I would tell my younger self, because I'm not, one thing I, I, I've been so mad at myself at lately is that I didn't like I let the thoughts of others dictate my life so much that I held myself back from so many things. So many things that I'm barely experiencing for the first time at 28 when there's just so many people that experienced it in like their early 20s. So for example, one thing I'm not even going to lie that I do regret And it's funny because when I was younger, like high school, early 20s, I used to say, I don't regret anything in life because everything happens for a reason. And yes, that is true. Pero de vez en cuando, and I think it happens as you get older. I don't know. I'm not an expert in the human experience. I'm just an expert in Estrellita's experience. And then I share it. And we, even then, I'm not even a full expert in my own experience. We learn as we go. 
But anyways, and now it's like, well, I think it's okay to give ourselves space to acknowledge that, dang, that stinks that I didn't get to do this or this didn't work out that way. I'm low-key regretting it or even high-key regretting it. But you know what? I think it's okay that we hold ourselves space for that because that way we're allowing our emotions to process and we have to let our emotions to process to go through it, to feel and to just learn so that when a super awesome opportunity comes for us again, because they'll always come, the same way that there's setbacks in life, there are successes, there are opportunities, you know, it's full circle stuff, you know? But then it's just because I went through the emotions and like learned, then I'll know what to say yes to when that new opportunity comes. But anyways, one of the things I regret, and I made a TikTok stitch about this earlier today, is I regret not studying abroad in undergrad or not even in my master's because, okay, during community college, I mean, I could have studied abroad, but when I was getting my associates in psychology, I personally didn't feel the need to do it. I don't know why. Also, I wasn't as, I didn't have that much of a growth mindset back then. Any, it's, yeah, so then I transfer. And Spanish and global studies, they are both the most perfect degrees to study abroad for. Honestly, you can study abroad for almost any degree nowadays, but it's just, especially Spanish. I could have gone to Chile, Argentina, and I had friends in undergrad that did that, and I would applaud them and cheer them on, but... I just, I never thought to do it for myself, you know? I just felt like I wasn't allowed to, but everybody else could, you know? Even if we came from the same background, you know, Latinas, Mexican, I just, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't allowed to, but everybody else could. And then even when I was in my master's program, I could have studied abroad because it was in Spanish. And I remember my department building, they had flyers everywhere. I mean, I personally saw more sp- programs for Spain, but I would have gone to the Latin America ones. Like, ugh. But I'm not going to lie. I remember when I first saw the flyer for master's program about being able to study abroad. I, I thought about it more during that time. And I do remember telling myself if I made it to the second year of my master's program, I would study abroad. But then, you know, I, everything happened and then the pandemic and yeah. It was crazy. And well, for my teaching crunch, it was just like with student teaching and stuff. Study abroad isn't really an option, at least from what I know or knew of in my program. Maybe it was. I don't know. But if you're in a credential program and you want to study abroad, maybe your university has it available. You never know unless you ask and research, right? (laughs) But I just don't think you can do your student teaching during study abroad. But anyways, anyways, so... It's just so crazy how sometimes we don't allow ourselves to grow because we just don't know any better. But again, that's why it's important that we learn from the setback so we can grow and know better so we can know better for the next time. (laughs) All right, mi gente. Unfortunately, no, it's, it's, it's the time of the episode that we're not the biggest fans of. It's time that we slowly trickle away from today's episode. And I know I have it shorter than usual, but uh, like I said, it's just from the beginning of the episode, it's just, I don't know. 
I just even feel guilty with like being alive right now. So I don't know. It's crazy. But again, I'm going to share all the resources and show links links in the show notes. (laughs) And thank you for being here for this episode with me and for sticking it through, for having an open mind and just being understanding and just being you. You're amazing. And I want you to always just keep going. If you have to take the next couple of days or weeks easier, be more gentle with yourself. Like crazy things, horrific things are going on and it's just, we got to take it day by day. Okay. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the podcast Cafecito con Estrellita on any platform that you use to listen to your podcast. Please don't forget to rate, write a review because it would mean the world for Cafecito con Estrellita. Cuídense y hablamos pronto. Adiós.